All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Bellwood Fantasy Football League podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? I ask that with as much delicacy as I can. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think to the the great disappointment of our listeners, I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm doing all right actually. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I was thinking about that. I was like, why why am I okay? And because uh, I, I shouldn't be okay. I right. should be uh, on full tilt right now. Right. And I think I think I have very quickly progressed through the five stages of grief when it comes to fantasy football. I am I am full on in acceptance mode oh. right now. Like that like there was a lot of denial. There was a lot of denial. There was a very little anger. Oh. Um, but there but, was, uh, was there a uh, moment maybe, at least? Maybe a moment of right. anger. Okay. Um, but th- but then just very very quickly got to acceptance that this is out of my control. And and now I'm you know looking at my poster Tyler Durden in my bedroom and and just saying to myself over and over, it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'm just you know I'm feeling all right, yeah. feeling all right. Well, so. Notwithstanding that Kristen lets you have a poster of Tyler Durden in the bedroom, uh, I, I am I am disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know that my my craving for Schadenfreude is uh, is not satiated here. <laughs> However, uh, I uh, of course you would be good at at grief too. Like why not? <laughs> why, 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 why wouldn't you be good at that? That would be good at something. I mean, the first two weeks of the season were so terrible for me that yeah. it just it, it rapidly reset my expectations of like, well, my team actually sucks. Mm. And so last week I, I was I was in it. I lost by three points. I, I, I would have beat like seven other teams. So it's like, hey, that kind of looks like a real team. This is fun again. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, who cares if I lost? Because I've already lost. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. what? What? How do you feel legitimately moving forward? Like now that you're, you know, into acceptance. What have you accepted? Uh, I've accepted I'm not not making the playoffs this year. Oh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna gonna you know still try my best. There, there's you know a statistical chance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so now I'm just, um, going to try to make my team as good as I can, okay. uh, prepare for, uh, prepare for the future. Uh, yeah. So, Man. um, now some might yeah. call that a pander, like, you know, how would you respond to, to the, the pander shouters at this point? Our hearts. Huh. Of, hearts. of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, other response is it really? I'm 0 and 3 with the second fewest points in the league. What, um, uh, well, and I play uh, Jared this week. I play yeah. Charles next week. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I I don't have any wins coming L by in my L, future. Sure. You know, five, so five by five, Captain. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, you maybe want to get back to to playing the the challengers division. Maybe you know things will be looking up, but mm. uh, nah, nah. It's a uh, there's there's very little hope for how the rest of the season's going to go. So um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's uh, it's just uh, take take my licks and uh, yeah. see see what happens. All right. Well, you're not the only zero and three. In fact, there's another surprising zero and three, and we don't have him on the air this morning. But Brock is also a surprising zero and three, and uh, his points for is um, struggling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there similarities 
to you guys this year in terms of of that underperformance, or is is it his narrative? Like, is he he planned to win weeks, you know, six and beyond, or whatever, based <laughs> on his team? Like, what what do you think is going on there? We'll have to get him on to talk about it sometime. Uh, I, I can't I can't fully speak to it. He did set a record for the fewest points scored in a week um, mm. last week, though. So. Um, oh, and it, man, what does Saber have it, to say about that? Was there a very it, special? It's going the it's going the, the, the wrong direction uh, oh. for him. Was there a so. special award? Did Sleeper capitalize on on that record? I don't think it uh, it factors in the historical. Yeah, sure, it's not um, sentient na- nature of Yet. the league uh, with right. it uh, as it should. But right. um, yeah, and, and you know the other thing is just as the lead, or maybe we're seeing a little. Uh, little separation between the challengers and incumbents again. I mean, uh, maybe that's just me feeling that way, but, um, you know, you and I are not off to strong starts. Mm-hmm. Chewy and Scott also in the challengers division are not off to a strong start here. Um, only, uh, only, uh, Jared Fleming and, uh, Chris Windsor, the cousins are the only ones, um, off to a good start and they're, they're both three and up. So, I mean, they're, they're you know in really strong shape, um, but uh, overall for the, the challengers, it's uh, not not looking like a, a great year um, thus far. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I guess that, you know uh, be, because of Chris Windsor and Jared Fleming, it is an, an even split of um, of wins and losses for the challengers and incumbents. But it's a uh, it's still looking like a, a season that's going to be of the haves and have nots. Um, yeah, you got yeah. Chris and Jared um, in the halves, and then uh, Brock in the half knots, but otherwise pretty uh, strong difference between the two divisions. So mm. um, you know we'll we'll see how it goes. We gotta gotta pick it up a little bit from the the challenger side and see what we can do. But uh, certainly not not off to a great start. Yeah, I I don't have the math in front of me, but just rudimentary guessing, I would say that the average points for difference has got to be at least over a hundred spread, at least. We're, uh, we're bringing them down here on the challenger side of things. Well, from the ashes, we shall rise. And right. uh, I am going to go ahead and tip my hat to uh, both of the Jareds and, of course, to Charles uh, uh, for uh, coming out stomping and to Derek as well. Uh, Derek has not the most points against this year. He's got a lot of points <laughs> against him this year, but it's not the most and uh so but those guys are looking really strong right now so the the incumbents have scored 190 points more than the challengers thus far but um that's not as big of a difference as i would expect to be honest um through three games considering that um most of the lowest points scored teams are in the and like you said we've got fleming and you know chris has been doing a strong average too so yep yep Well, <laughs> there you have it. There's a recap of a couple of sad talking heads looking at 0-3 and 1-2 here in week uh, four of the NFL season. Now, it has been a weird season. Um, Twitter, and I don't know if this is true every year, I, I can't really remember the tone of fantasy football chatter on Twitter year to year. Like I don't, I don't archive that in my brain, but I feel like at least in terms of the people I follow, the saturation is shock and awe and surprise and nothing is going according to plan. Is that just <laughs> normal excuses uh, or, that, that, or is there something uh, weird happening this year? I think that's, that's pretty standard 
um, uh, for September, the month of September mm-hmm. is uh, pretty standard. And then I think uh, things turn around a little bit in October. But you know what? You know what I think is weird. I think in the NFL, just from a fantasy football standpoint, there is like a pretty clear separation of the teams that are the haves and the half nots. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking, you know, uh, as you started <laughs> to say, it was a weird anybody? season. Um, I was pulling up the you know average points scored um, on the season, uh, points per game. There are nine teams averaging um, higher than 26 points per game. And then everyone else, the other 23 teams are below or at or below 21 points per game. So there's this like weird split between teams nine and 10 in average points per game where it's a five point difference mm. in points per game. I mean, that's massive. You go from Atlanta at 26.7 points per game to Las Vegas at 21.3 points per game. Um, like that's, that's Thank really you. weird to have that kind of split like that. So there's just these, there are some teams that are either they they play fast or they have a bad defense and a good offense. And, um, and so they're, they're storm points and there's other teams that seem like they just want to play slow and take the air out of the ball, or they're just bad. You know, like the jets have thrown a crazy number of passes trying to score, uh, but they only have 17 points per game. <laughs> just that they're bad. Whereas Chicago is um, refusing to throw the ball because they're really bad and they have 17 points per game. And then you got some surprising teams in there, like Indianapolis at 13 points per game, Dallas at 15 points per game, San Francisco at 16 points per game, Green Bay at 16, Tampa Bay at 17, yeah, like New Orleans I, at 17. Like there's yeah. a lot of these teams that are like usually fantasy football powerhouses. That's right. That are just like abysmal to start the season. So that that that's really weird. That is that's the weird part of the NFL because if you'd have asked me, hey, okay, tell me who off the top of your head who are those top nine teams. I would have mm-hmm. named I would have named five out of the last <laughs> teams you just mentioned. So yeah. of course they're in the yeah. top five, <laughs> and uh, they are not. So uh, that is that is the, the right commentary. I think that's that's good analysis. I appreciate that. So I, you know, one one more nod to to week three for you. You made your matchup interesting. Uh, there was a moment where you were projected to I think land around ninety one points. Like I. I didn't think that the hundred point mark was going to be something that you were guaranteed, <laughs> and you ended up making a a I don't know if it was a uh, what was that old Modern Warfare two? You dropped the grenade at your death. <laughs> like, yeah, what was yeah. that? What was that mm-hmm. martyrdom? Was a, yes, martyrdom. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I felt like you made a martyrdom move here, and it nearly paid off for you. Uh, of course, you had the uh, the the late game with with CD Lamb, and he uh, came out roaring. Um, you had Gage do well. Um, I'm not sure who the the biggest difference maker was. Pitts still hasn't been your money maker for sure, but he scored more than I think he's been averaging. Um, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, I I think that the whole uh, Jaguars, <laughs> I'm sorry, situation there has been uh, very disappointing in, in terms of uh, who's, who's doing what in the backfield. Uh, but you got a few more points out of your yeah. uh, number two hole. But Yeah, I, I was definitely a, a, a latecomer in all my scoring last week. It started on Thursday night with the Browns dating a, a, a garbage time defensive touchdown uh, as I guess the Steelers were trying some lateral play and mm-hmm. the Browns fumbled and returned it for a touchdown. 
And then Gage scored like half his points on their last drive of the game. I think he had like three catches and a touchdown. <laughs> and then C. Lamb probably scored about half his points on the last drive of their last, or it was in the fourth quarter anyway, not the last drive of the game, but in the fourth quarter, he had a, a three catches and a touchdown or something like that on, on one drive. So that, I mean, that, that's, that's the fun part of having when your wide receivers do well and you just see them rack up catch after catch, it's like, Oh, points, points, yeah. points. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. Like I lost, I, I could have made a, a managerial decision uh, yeah. that would have given me, given me the win. Right. Um, well, that was my next question. Was, was that between Mooney and McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, unfortunate to make that call. I, I thought like, maybe, maybe this would be the week that the bears throw the ball. Um, <laughs> <it was> maybe. <laughs> I mean, Mooney got six targets, so that's an improvement over what he had been getting of three and two in the first two games. But um, and uh, and I I didn't think McKenzie was going to get nine targets. Hey, you got a good stat line out of Derek Carr, though. That that was good. I am going to be living the uh, living the stream on the uh, the quarterback situation since I I lost Trey Lance for the year. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 injured. I'm hurt, and uh, I'm. Just overall, you know, I talk about how situations for my players have changed. So I've, yeah, totally accepted that uh, my team is not going to be very good, um, at least for a while. Maybe yeah. it will come on strong in the second half of the season. I, well, I, I still have some hope that things could change, but I'm not uh, going to lie. I, 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 need, I need to catch some, need to catch some good breaks. I can hear our fans of the TNR podcast screaming at me to continue to poke at you and continue to ask questions to get an emotional response because they're not satisfied. <laughs> Uh, with this, uh, you know, you're you're essentially the the dog drinking coffee in the in the firehouse. This is fine, yeah. and we're like, well, I don't know if I can I can wake you up to the reality of your house is on fire, sir. You should be panicking and upset. But oh, well, I can tell by the trade offers I'm getting that I, I people think <laughs> oh, I should no. be panicking. You you getting some one for threes? Hey, you want to? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> And, and you know that, that's that's part of it's like I did it. I've I've been in their situation. I've made those tra- trade offers. I've actually convinced people to do those yeah, trades um, in, in years past. Um, and and it's just like, come on, come on. That's that's uh, the, we're, 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 you're at the nuclear option. Let's just blow this team wide open. We're we're three weeks removed from the draft. Just think about what I paid for the guy you're offering and then think about what you paid for the guys you're offering. And let's just add up those numbers and, um, and, and think about has, has any of those, have any of those situations changed dramatically um, in, in those three weeks? Like is Jonathan Taylor worth $64? Well, he hasn't been yet, but if we were to redo the draft, he'd still probably go for somewhere in, in the high fifties, probably. Oh yeah. Um, Even if he's, you know, questionable with his toe right now, that would, that would yeah. still be uh, Oh, maybe I can get him for a couple bucks cheaper, but that would be it. So if you offer me a guy who is a flex and two bench players mm-hmm. who all went for a combined $15 in the draft, do I want um, do I want to make that move? No, no, I, I, I don't. No, um, but see, so. you're the, but you're 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 using logic. We're counting on you being like uh, you're in a bathrobe this morning, which is par for the course. But we're we're counting on you being like sulky in a lazy boy in a stupor that's just woeing and and mourning and just wants to just clean slate it. And, and they're trying to capitalize on on that moment when you you want to just hit the hit the reset button. Yeah. But yeah. no, 
but this is hey, Peter Elwood, everybody. Yeah. I mean, my, my motivation is to uh, continue to get the most out of the assets that I have. I only have like two assets worth anything right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to maximize my return on them, which is either them helping my team and helping my starting lineup, or it's going to be them um, being a, a trade piece, a trade chip later in the season, uh, most likely to get some future year auction dollars in return or a really, really solid keeper option. So um, there's, you know, I think that is one thing, having the future auction dollars as a a potential trade piece that does, um, I think that has helped me move career to acceptance of like, hey, rebuilding year, let's let's build for next year. That's I'm I'm at some point, I'm probably going to be trading players for for auction dollars. And yeah. and so um, that helps me to Man. get through uh, get through the, this zero and three is you know that I have an eye to the future as well and uh, I'm just, just I'm applauding whatever. you, sir, because your your strat. I don't know if you got, woke up this morning and looked in the mirror and said, "Okay, how am I going to handle this?" What is, I know it's going to come at me. They they I know what they want, and I'm not going to give them what they want. Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna thread the needle by being a okay, but not in a denial sort of way, in an acceptance sort of way. And then and then I'm gonna make a move and say, all of you cheapes out there who are sending me these busted trades, like I understand why. Again, you're threading the needle. You're not you're not accusing them of foul play. You're like, I've done it, but let me just paint the picture of how this is gonna go down. I've got a couple of assets. This is the trade value that they're looking at. And by the way, I'm thinking about next year and it's going to have to come with some trade dollars. And I'm going to just throw all that out there in casual conversation. But, but man, what a, what a (laughs) masterpiece. So, I mean, just, I am, let's hear it for the boy. (laughs) Hey, just full honesty here. Heart of hearts. This this, this is right. If, if I, uh, if I don't win a game this season, but I, stock the stock the team with a keeper and auction dollars for next year and that's that's a, a pretty good consolation prize well i already have a title picked out for this episode and it's going to be the most okay dis- yeah the most disappointing <laughs> episode you've heard all year <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i just dragging everyone down in, into it with me. That's great. And no, you're you're lifting everybody <laughs> up. That's the that's the problem. I guess that's we, the problem. We, we want to yeah. hear some grovel. <laughs> <laughs> we want the tilt. We we want to tilt. That's I mean, uh, we, we no one says it, but uh, part of the fun of fantasy football is is the tilt, um, uh-huh. uh, the, the the passion, the emotion. Um, that's that's why I I will continue to believe that we should have defense and keeper uh, positions because it's tilting to sure. have them, sure. and it's like. It can give you the highest of highs when your kicker scores 21 points and it's just like such a huge advantage or your defense scores two touchdowns. And it's like, you can't predict it. You don't know where that's coming from, but um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it's uh, it, it, because you can't predict it, that makes it more fun. And, uh, and so, yeah, um, this is great. <laughs> This is another talking point from the mirror. Cause you're like, I'm going to, cause, cause play it back. If you are three, and know, was it accidental? Oh, you can't predict this. I'm three and zero, but <laughs> like, like, of course, it, of course, you're an expert and you know exactly what you're doing. But on the flip side of the coin, you're like, well, I mean, you know, stuff happens. It's, fantasy <laughs> it's like, and so I mean, who who is you know, Peter? You're not exactly the white knight of the league. Whether or not you receive it or not, you've been portrayed as the villain, the 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 Belichick, the 
the the guy that most people just want to see lose, but there may be one or two people who are just like diehard villains, and those people deserve mm-hmm. to to be in prison too. But the um th- what you're saying is not untrue, and so <laughs> once again, I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, coming from the guy who who did the combine this year, I I am with you on those things, but uh. The uh, that to say, I hope you're not planning on phoning it in. It doesn't sound like you are. You're going to be invested, engaged, and, and ready to um, uh, get that uh, that that zero there on the left side of your win loss column is hopefully just screaming at you right now. There's got to be a part of you that is like that. That cannot be. That's the hundred point mark, if you will, of 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 shame for the season. I mean, at, at some point, maybe I'll luck box into one. But I'm just looking at the next two weeks. I'm playing Jared and Charles. They're the uh, number one and number two teams sure. in in points scored. Yep, so right. um, I, I'm fully expected to be 0 and 5. And so at, at, the, at that point, like, w- really, how how can I expect to make the playoffs sure. if I'm 0 and 5? Unless, unless you know, they're all the things that went wrong for my team to start the season reversed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I can rattle off seven uh, of eight wins. That, that's a possibility. But yeah. I mean, that, that's such a slim chance, but my integrity is fully intact. There, there will be no, uh, no uh, throwing games or uh, anything of that sort. Submarine just like as, you, as you rebuild. <clears throat> just like I'm not, not throwing, uh, not throwing my, my players away for, for garbage. So. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, thanks for letting us dive into that. Uh, that's about <sighs> as good as it's going to get, I guess, or, or rather as uh, you know, honest as it's going to get. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, matchup that you have coming into this week, you are playing Jared Lorenz, who you just mentioned. I'm playing Charles, uh, and you are uh, set up with a pretty decent spread. It looks like you have decided to stream Winston this week. I think so. I just think um, of the options, most likely to get into a shootout with Minnesota. A mm-hmm. um, little concerned because he's questionable. He's got like some back issue um, or something. And I hope that's not affecting his play too much. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a chance um, of, of, the, of the options available, the best chance that he can uh, get out there and into a high scoring game. But we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. And the Giants defense. <laughs> the, the the defensive stream was was pretty bare, uh, <laughs> pretty bare this week. But they are playing Chicago, and uh, yeah, Chicago is terrible. You're not, so yeah, you're not a bad, yeah. bad spot. Yeah. It looks like the whole McKenzie Mooney swap has uh, has happened. If only out of yeah, spite. yeah. I mean, just looking at the the Bears Giants game, is, is there a more miserable sounding NFL game right now than Bears, Bears and, and Giants? Giants. Like, why would you, if, if you can help it, why would you want to start any fantasy players from, from that game, except for Saquon Barkley, just to seems he's a beast anyway. But. So I have never seen a full season of, or sorry, a full episode of The Simpsons. Uh, I know some guys that are like Simpsons and, and lore and culture are all just mm-hmm. intertwined for them. And mm-hmm. those are the, the friends of mine I don't hang out with too much because they quote Simpsons all day long. But I do distinctly remember one scene from the Simpsons where Bart has somehow won an NFL team. Like, You've won an NFL team. He's like, what? Yeah. And it's like, but it's, it's the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos. Oh, and it cuts to them like, you know, throwing the ball backwards and falling on themselves and that sort of thing. So I have that picture in mind. That was like, I don't know, from the, I guess, early nineties when they were ridiculous. 
uh, well, I guess you can pick a year uh, without Peyton Manning, and they were ridiculous. But that's not true. Hey, wasn't John Elway there? I was going to say somewhere, most of them somewhere between John Elway and Peyton Manning. There you go. So the uh, uh, that is what I have in mind for the <laughs> the Giants Bears. So, yeah, well, we should sounds see. about right. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be the most boring football game ever. But you know, you get surprised, and, and what you expect doesn't come true. So I'm sure it'll end up being you yeah. know at least a, an interesting close game. Yeah. So I, I still doubt <clears throat> there's gonna be a lot of scoring. So there's two squish games to note. Uh, we've got Derek and Scott, and Scott came out of the gate swinging week one. Uh, but Derek and Scott are probably the most uh, tightly matched right now, um, and they are both one and two. And so there is a uh, a win loss record that's going to to swap there. Um, a lot of that will come down, I think, to for Scott. It'll come down to Brady's performance and and what happens in Tampa. Um, and the, on the other side, uh, Kelsey, uh, is kind of a, a variable here. He's been, um, putting up points, but only week one was his, his big game. Again, that comes back to what's happening in, in Brady. Now, Camara, this is a weird thing. Um, he has, uh, been, uh, absent, uh, in the offense over there in, in Nolens. So, what is your take on this quick game? Not player to player, but do you have a, a leaning on that matchup? And then we'll talk about the other push. Well, Derek has scored the fewest wide receiver points in the lead. Um, it, it just, uh, I'm, I'm beating him by two, which is uh, great. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <Side> note. <laughs> I mean, looking at his wide receivers, it's, uh, it's a, a, a barren wasteland uh, uh with Romeo Dobbs, Chase Claypool, and Adam Thielen. Like, those are the only three wide receivers he has mm-hmm. slotted to start right now. Um, maybe Keenan Allen comes back um, this week. Um, uh, if uh, the, He's probably going to put Devonta Smith in his starting lineup um, after um, he, had, uh, he missed a big game from him last week um, on his bench. He scored 31 points on Derek's bench last mm-hmm. week. So um, I would expect he should be putting Devonta Smith in, but... Um, yeah, that will be interesting to see um, how how Darius wide receivers perform throughout the year. Scott definitely started on a high note, has gone the wrong direction each of week two and three, has scored mm-hmm. fewer points um, week two and three. And actually, that's that's a pretty common theme. I mentioned Brock did that earlier. Um, he's scored his most points week one and has declined in week two and week three. Um, that's the same for Brian Kidd. Uh, same for Scott yep. and also the same for Charles as well. So uh, uh, it's not a full trend across the league, but there are um, a third of the teams in the league that have uh, declined in points scored each week. So uh, we'll see if some of those teams rebound this week. And the almighty squish. Yep. So we've got that push and then technically a pretty tightly projected push would be between Chewy and Brian this week. And they've got one and two and two and one Chris Chewy Clark locking in his first win this last week. Uh, with a pretty respectable spread, um, not a ton of points, as you mentioned. But um, my most interesting game, my personal game of the week, is between Jared Fleming and Michael Fitz this week. Fleming being 3-0, extremely strong, and, of course, Fitz surprising us early on and doing really, really well. They're both projected at 150 points right now, um, and that has the... Um, the outcome that will mean they could either give Jared his first loss and have tying records at three and one, or we could see Jared go to four. No. And I, 
I know that 4-0 in our league statistically has been really significant. So I'm curious to, to see what happens to, to this game. What do you think about it? Yep. yep. Michael's coming off of a high score uh, last week, high score of the week, um, last week. And that was even with 31 points from Khalil Herbert on his bench. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah. So um, it would be interesting to see if he's able to uh, maintain um, that high score in uh, the next week. We, we have looked at that in past seasons. The the point drop from uh, week to week from teams that score over um, you know 185 points or so has usually been pretty significant um, in week two this season. Uh, the Jareds uh, both scored uh, really high scores, uh, Lorenz of 208, and then in week three, he dropped to 137. Uh, Fleming uh, in week two was 195, and then in week three, dropped to 145. So, um, you know, there is something to, you know, being able to sustain your high scores. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty tough to do. Um, and uh, that makes sense because usually those high scores come from a little bit of uh, improbable uh, uh, uneven amounts of touchdowns scored right. and uh, it's hard to uh, keep scoring that many touchdowns week after week. That's right. Uh, there's uh, there's a, a regression that happens there. So um, yeah, Fleming's uh, looking like a really strong team. Uh, Michael, I'd say was more uh, fortunate, but he, he uh, last week, but he does have um, some really strong players like Amari Cooper, who is uh, balling out right now. Uh, and you know, he was a great value in the draft. Uh, and then he's got Garrett Wilson, who as a rookie has come on really quickly yeah. um, and, and been really strong. So uh, Mike, Michael's a different team right now. Yeah, that's right. Well, be excited to watch that one. And then honorable mention to our other 3-0 team, of course, being a newly named Rips Train Station coming out of Chris Windsor. He is 3-0 with a strong projection this week. He is up against Brock, who uh, is rostered to give it a fighting chance. but. Um, it will take um, some really strong, uh, unlikely performances on one side, and I think it'll take some flops on the other for that game to go in a uh, a, a squish direction. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think that one's that would be a tough one for, for Brock to uh, to overcome. And Chris has Jalen Hurts, who is um, you know if if it weren't for Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts would be, you know, a, a big story in fantasy football, but Lamar Jackson is the biggest story in fantasy football. Um, but Jalen Hurts has looked really, really good. And just one of those kind of cheat code quarterbacks, uh, the, the ones worth paying $30 for in the draft or even higher, just because they give you such an advantage over um, that, that next uh, tier of quarterbacks um, when you're scoring, you know, 28 points a game, whatever, um, it's, uh, it, it's, a, a, a big advantage over the guys who are, you know, didn't 19 or 20 um, points per game. Yep. yep. Uh, I think that Carson Wentz has the opportunity to run through, uh, Dallas this week and maybe he can compensate for some things. Um, I, uh, I, I want to say something about, uh, my running back versus Brock's running back and their average points. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to dive into that a little deeper later on when we have it on the air. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of hurtful things said about my keeper choice out of Brock. He was he was one of the, the guys stirring up content, uh, contention in, in the league, mm. and I didn't mm. appreciate it. And uh, it's like, you know, you don't have to agree with me, but by God, you will respect me. 
No, go on. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No. Just like un- unleash. Get that shot of Freud one way or another. No, I'd rather be in the air. I'd rather look him in the eye. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna wake up and practice things in the mirror and like you know. I'd rather have, have a straight conversation. <laughs> I, I feel like there's an insinuation with that comment. Well, you can expect all the drama here on the greatest fantasy football league in the world. This is its podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in tonight.